Hello and welcome to This One Good Life podcast, where we slow down and explore the beauty and goodness that surrounds us every day. My name is Stephen Ingram. And I am Brian Johnson. We are so glad you're able to join us today on today's episode. And this is uh, this is exactly the way to say it, Stephen. Uh, we are slowing down. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> to explore the idea and practice of Sabbath. That's right. Sabbath. Sabbath. Uh, often, often talked about, <laughs> rarely practiced part of uh, part of our life. Uh, I think some people would would say, and we, we can name what Sabbath is in just a minute, but I think some people yeah. would say, well, that's a religious thing. So, so I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't participate in, in that. Um, but I think Sabbath is bigger. And maybe when, um, maybe w- if, if we begin by describing or talking about what it is and what it isn't, yeah. um, that will help. Um, so f- for some of our audience who are not Christians or, uh, you know, not practicing a faith, um, see that they can still embrace this thing called Sabbath. Does that sound like a good place to start? Oh man, I think that's awesome. And and I you know, what I would say is a lot of times people will separate uh religious ideas from practical ideas because a lot of times religion seems so impractical, right? Um but Sabbath is one of those ideas and Sabbath uh in, in terms of Judaism, uh which is the, you know, obviously the grandfather faith of of, of Christianity, um Sabbath uh, has been practiced for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And, and some will argue that it's the oldest practice uh, in Judaism, um, that that's actually what defined the Jews from, their, uh, from, from the people that they were uh, around um, back, you know, four, six, seven thousand years ago, maybe more. Um, but <clears throat> I, I think the important piece is that Sabbath is incredibly practical. Uh, and, and, and I think we can jump into uh, to some of those ideas. But, but Sabbath, as, as we kind of talk about it here, uh, and Brian, uh, you know, there's, there's all kinds of ideas, but I think sort of the core, maybe the, the baseline that we can work from, is that Sabbath is a time of intentional rest, um, intentional breathing, uh, and uh, intentional uh, reflection. Does, does that feel like a good baseline? I think so. I think so. It was, you know, for the uh, early Jews, it was a reminder of the Exodus, uh, escaping slavery and work out of Egypt and a a time where they paused and reflected on everything that that they were bound to, right, and left behind. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, started at sundown. Yep. uh, And then... Sundown uh, on Friday. (laughs) Sundown on Friday. uh, Through sundown on Saturday. That's right. and it's a time to, to pause in, um, and I like this word here, it was in rebellion yes. of being enslaved and having to produce, and maybe it's not always bricks, but that constant producing of uh, more stuff while they're enslaved. And I, I think we see some of that still in our culture today. Um, mm-hmm. Even when we talk about bricks um, for a while, there was uh, some indentured slavery yeah. um, going on in India. Um, around yep. producing bricks, right? So yeah. it's what they were rebelling against um, is still with us, uh, sadly. Yep. Um, but it really was in rebellion of all that they were forced, 
to do and forced to produce. Yeah. Um, so it's more than <laughs> more than taking a day off, right? That's right. Yeah. Well, that's right. And 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 so in case you're not familiar with the the story that Brian's talking about, it's it's a story in the book of Exodus, which uh, in the in the Hebrew Bible, that's the the second book. A lot of scholars will argue that's sh- that's the first book you should read because that's the story, right? That's yeah, the that's defining right. Right. story of the of the Jewish people. And uh, in the book of Exodus, uh, there there's a time where uh, these these people, uh, the the ancient Israelites, were uh, enslaved by uh, Egypt and by uh, the Pharaoh. And uh, Bryant referred to they were making bricks, and so uh, they were making bricks for for, for buildings for the for the Egyptians. Uh, at one point, uh, they are they begin to be defined by this this new idea of God uh, that they referred to as Yahweh, uh, and it was, it was a very personal term uh, that that identified God. And <clears throat> Yahweh was different than the gods of Egypt. There were many gods of Egypt. Uh, Yahweh is a different God. Uh, they refer back to that story in Genesis where uh, God created for six days, and then on the seventh day God rested. And so that became a, a hallmark of these of these ancient people that that on the seventh day of the week, which is where we get the word Sabbath, right? Sabbath uh, uh, goes back to the ancient Hebrew, uh, the word Shabbat, uh, which is the the word for seven, so the the final day. Uh, of the week, the seventh day of the week, uh, and that they were to rest on that. Well, Pharaoh didn't like that, uh, and Pharaoh said, well, here's the deal. If you think uh, that you're going to be defined by resting, I'm going to make your work harder. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Pharaoh said, uh, uh, usually you put hay uh, in the in the brick. Uh, when you're making it, it helps, it helps hold, bind it together better. It makes the production of the brick actually go quicker. Uh, he said, "Well, now you don't get hay, and you gotta you gotta slop mud basically the whole time to make these bricks. It's gonna take longer to produce, uh, and your work is gonna be even more uh, tenuous. Uh, and so, uh, it was really interesting because the gods of and this is uh, a lot of this information will come in our recommend recommended books that we'll talk about here in a little bit. But the gods of the pharaohs, the gods of Egypt, uh, required these sacrifices." Right, they required work sacrifices. They required food, uh, meat sacrifices, vegetable and fruit sacrifices. All these sacrifices, and so the gods of Egypt were gods. Basically, you your value was based on what you produced, and the ancient Jews said, "No, our value is based on something different." Yeah. 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 And, and that was sort of that first defining moment uh, for the ancient Jews. And their defining moment was that they rest on the seventh. I uh, was giggling, Stephen. Uh, yeah? Even today, I, I love a good meat sacrifice. <laughs> it's probably wrong to say. <laughs> but, gosh, uh, I could use a piece of beef jerky as we speak. Um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's exactly right. So rest was the the defining thing, and in direct um, in direct opposition to what Pharaoh mm-hmm. was asking them for. You know, and it's it's not it's uh, it's not a thing of yesterday. Um, mm-hmm. This this idea, this feeling, um, this desire, urgency. Even I think some people have like just urged 
to produce more and do more and get more accomplished and feel like, gosh, I got to use every waking hour um, to produce something. Um, I get it. I understand it. Um, What I have found in my own life is that actually I feel like I'm able to do more when, when I practice Sabbath. Yeah. I feel like I'm able to actually accomplish more and more focused and more um, kind of in tune with what needs to be done mm-hmm. when there is that extended period of like, okay, this is not a time to work and produce and do. That's right. um, and we can talk about this a little bit later, but this is a time for me to, to rest, to delight. Yeah, um, I love right. that word, right? Like um, to delight in uh, all that is around me and the people around me. Um, and that, that's different. That's a different deal. Um, yeah, it's it's incredible because we look at the Bible, um, and you know these, these are stories again that were written thousands and thousands of years ago, and it's really easy to look at 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 the story of of uh, the Egyptians and and the ancient Israelites and and say okay, meat sacrifices, give me some beef, beef jerky, right? But <laughs> but the the truth of the matter is that's an incredibly relevant story because I think uh, especially as Americans. Uh, who are pick yourself up by the bootstrap, uh, your, your work defines... I mean, we serve the gods of the pharaohs. We serve the gods of Egypt because we talk about all the time about we, whether it's implicitly or explicitly, we talk about our value is based on what we produce. Um, yeah. we, we, are, we are worth the things that we make. Uh, and that is the message of the God of the Pharaohs. That that that's not a message of the of the Christian God for sure. Um, but but in our kind of modern American culture, that's that that's what we that's what we do. That's the gospel we preach. And I'm not su- not surprised by it at all. But um, having served on staff at churches yeah. as well, um, I can think of a church in which um, that I served at um, that that was the goal: produce more, work more. Yeah. Um, we need, if we're going to reach the folks that we're serving, um, then gosh, we, we need another program. We need another event. Let's make sure that there's always an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, it, you know, that, that whole kind of like Western culture idea yeah. of production has trickled all the way down in. And, um, yeah, <laughs> some people would disagree with the statement because maybe, you know, maybe they're not religious or practicing, uh, some kind of faith, but, I kind of feel like if if the God I believe in uh, took a break, <laughs> yeah. Certainly, certainly, if it's good enough for for the God I believe in, it's, it's <laughs> probably good enough for me. Otherwise, yeah. uh, I might be claiming to be um, better, bigger, more productive, more productive, more power. <laughs> you know, right? Like, who am I? Yeah, there is yeah. nothing that I do that can't wait twenty four hours. There is well, nothing. <laughs> But that is a terrifying <laughs> thought for people, though. I mean, it freaks people out to think about, for 24 hours, I'm not going to check email. I mean, just that alone, okay? Forget all the other resting things. It terrifies people to think, I'm not going to check email for the next 24 hours. I'm Somebody not going to look me. at it. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And, and, and the problem is, is no, they don't. That's right. That They don't. That's the truth. Okay, so if you're, if you're hearing this, you're not that important. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. It's terrible, but it's true. You're not that important. Um, now, are there emergencies? Absolutely. Of course. Absolutely. But if it's an emergency, tell people don't send you an email. Give you a call. But most of what we call emergencies aren't emergencies. No. 
No, um, they're 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 not emergencies. I I really like so there's a there's a Jewish scholar. Uh, he he's he's passed away. He's uh, just an amazing amazing scholar. His name's Abraham Joshua Heschel, uh, and Heschel uh, has a book that we'll recommend later. But here's an excerpt out of that book. Uh, he says the meaning of Sabbath is to celebrate time rather than space. Six days a week we live under the tyranny of things of space. On the Sabbath, we try to become attuned to the holiness of time. Mm. It is a day on which we are called upon to share in what is eternal in time, to turn from the results of creation to the mystery of creation. I love that definition of the Sabbath um, because six days a week, that's what we do. We toil, we work, we create, we, we just do, 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 do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it is so easy to get wrapped up in the doing. Uh, and, and again, I love that, uh, I love that line is a day in which we are called upon to share in what is eternal in time to turn from the results of creation to the mystery of creation. I, I, I just don't know if you get much more profound, uh, than that about our work ethic and, and what it means to actually rest. That's exactly right. It's, it's, um, it's not easy to embrace. I don't think. Um, and here's, if I can play a little nuance yeah. um, that led you to that quote, right? You said, uh, you're not that important. Yeah. Um, and it's true. You're yeah. not that important. Um, the other thing that is true is is you are that important. That's exactly right. Which is, uh, you are that important that this time is yours and not yep. somebody else's. You're yep. not that important that somebody else needs you that badly that you can't take time for yourself. And you are that important that you need to embrace time for yourself and time for the world around you. Um, so <laughs> those are those are different things. That's um, right. You know. Well, with the you know with all the blessings of technology, right? And 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 really, technology has brought about so uh, so many incredible. Uh, uh, blessings and and just just have made our lives so much easier. But at the same time, it's it's always a double edged sword. Uh, it has also made the accessibility to each other so much easier, uh, and has uh, in result created uh, a, a true difficulty and a real conundrum of how do we create boundary when we are always truly accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, we're always accessible, whether by email, by text, uh, social media. Uh, phone, whatever. We are always so accessible, and the temptation is to always be on. And so, not only has that become the temptation, but for many people, and you're talking about people who work in churches, Brian. I think um, many, if not most, of us who work in churches proclaim the the gospel of the gods of Pharaoh much more than we do the God of the Israelites, which is a gospel of rest. Um, we end up being ambassadors for for the gods of Pharaoh much more so. Um, but what it's done is it's caused a conundrum for us in terms of creating boundaries uh, by saying, you know what, when I go home at night at five o'clock, it's, I'm done. I'm turning it off. Mm-hmm. I'm not yeah. checking my email. And then, you know, you get, you get someone angry at you the next morning, you come in at nine, they're like, why didn't you answer my email? And, and, and we've set these kind of cultural expectations up is that, that we should always be accessible. And that's just not the case. So we're, so for me, I'm talking about Sabbath. So I practice Sabbath on Friday night to Saturday night. Um, but I'm talking about setting up boundaries as well 
when you're home, when you're with your family, when you're when you're doing another kind of rest as well. Yeah, it's so wildly important. Um, I've always had this idea that, like my phone, um, somebody said something to me a long time ago. I had a Nextel. <laughs> Remember those? <laughs> beep, nice. beep. Yeah, you yep. can just like uh, the walkie talkie radio feature. in on somebody yeah. while they're in the grocery store or whatever. Um, but I remember somebody saying something to me about not answering my phone. And immediately I had this thought of like, well, this is, it really is a device for my convenience and not, not for yours. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that still is true. I think yeah. that still it should be true. Um, the problem is, um, and it, you're getting at this, is that the convenience that other people have, we, th- we think we have to embrace their yeah. convenience to connect with us. And, um, and most things can, most things can wait. Yeah. I wonder, you know, I wonder how many people um, actually turn their phones off or um, I think I've shared before, my wife and I, if we go for a walk in the evening, yeah, um, we leave our phones behind. Um, yeah. Right? Um, we turn them off at different times. I wonder how many people actually kind of intentionally do that um, or how many of them have it always, you know, kind of always on their side just in case, yeah. just yeah. in case <laughs> somebody, yeah. somebody might need me. <laughs> well, that, that honestly, I mean, here, here's confession time. I mean, that's the thing I struggle with the most. And it's not uh, for me. It's not because uh, I, I'm afraid. Oh man, somebody might text me or somebody might need me. I I, I don't care about that a whole lot. I've kind of gotten past that in my head. But for me, um, it, it's I, I one of my strengths. Uh, if, you, if you're a fan of Strengths Finder, you'll know what I'm talking about. One of my strengths is input, um, and another one is ideation. They're they're two of my top strengths. And I love to always have the accessibility of instant uh, information right there beside me, right? So I can, we'll be watching a show and I'll think, oh, I want to know about that and I'll type it in. But you know what that does is it takes me away from the moment, right? It takes me yeah. away from yeah. my wife. It yeah. t- takes me away from that moment, that show. And because I, I'll look that fact up, but I never stop there. I'll just keep going, right? And my wife will look over and she says, put the phone down. <laughs> and I used to get so mad. I was like, I'm just looking up something. I just, I just want... She's like, put the phone down. It's distracting. So, so part of rest is that idea of not being distracted, right? Not being pulled yeah. out of that moment, uh, but being allowed to, to stay in it. Um, Brian, I'd love to hear you. Um, for me, Sabbath is a huge countercultural act. Um, I would even go as far as to say it's an act of resistance. Uh, I'd love to hear if you have any thoughts about, about that and, and how you see that in your life. <laughs> My first thought when you say resistance is, uh, you know, Star Wars. Um, yeah, of course. <laughs> of course, right? Yeah, it is. It's hard. Um, we've got family members in our in our family who, when they call, um, they expect us to answer. Yeah. Um, so even that is is a challenge because if if we're going to step away, um, then it has to be it has to be intentional. It has to be devices. It has to be kind of everything, right? Yeah. Um, and it's hard. Uh, I think we struggle with it frequently to be able to actually take the time and and take the time. Um, but there are a few things uh, for us, right? Like it's it's bigger than taking a break. It's bigger. Yeah. Um, it's bigger than like having a day off. It's more intentional than that. Um, I, I mentioned this in the blog um, in my blog post, but there's preparation that needs to take place for you to have mm-hmm. Sabbath. Yeah. Um, and one example of that, uh, this is a little little different now with with the little guy in the house. 
but one example of that is like one of my chores in the house is dishes. So yep. I wash the dishes, I clean the dishes. Uh, wife certainly will jump in occasionally, um, but it's not her responsibility to do. It's yep. my responsibility to do. Yep. Um, so I always take care of that. Um, so if say Friday was going to be our day of Sabbath, I will assure that the dishes are clean and put away mm-hmm. on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Um, so that on Friday, gosh, if we cook, everything just goes in the dishwasher and it's it's done. Uh, yeah. There's not a lot of turnover there. I'm not spending an hour, uh, you know, cumulatively or, or multiple hours <laughs> <Right>. throughout <laughs> the day, right. right? We're enjoying eating, not not dealing with the dishes that have come out of that. So I think in, in many ways, and that's a very simplified piece, but... Um, mm-hmm. for me, that's a chore. That's a work that's producing yeah. here in the home. Um, if I'm going to get away from that, then I've got to prepare. Um, yeah. and so we, we have intentionally thought about, okay, what are the things even here in the house, mm-hmm. um, that feel like work? Um, you know, on the flip side, mowing does not feel like work to me, mm. right? It's, it's yeah. peaceful. It's, uh, just that like pacing, back and forth for two hours yeah. in the yard. Yeah. It's a long um, time. <laughs> so I don't, I don't mind doing that on, on Sabbath. Yeah. Because yeah. for me, that's not production. That is good. Um, time to think and reflect and a monotonous kind of like walking and pacing that gives me time to really just kind of be, um, yeah, just be, just be what a great, yeah. Just put the period there. Right. So I, you know, that, that's another part I think for us is that, um, work for, for us individually may not be the same. Yeah. Um, and that the, the outcomes that we're getting out of that might be different. I know for a lot of people, yard work is like, uh, I'm not doing that. Right. Like, (laughs) um, but, but I'm okay. I'm okay with that because of the, the peaceful nature of, of that for myself. Um, but I think we have to identify those things, like even around the house, uh, and then prepare. Because um, I mentioned the word delight uh, earlier. What we want to do on Sabbath is delight in the world around us. Um, so mm-hmm. delight in creation, delight in each other, delight in the people that we're with, and not worry about the thing what we're producing. Um, you know, if I can throw the hammock up for a couple hours yeah. in the backyard and sit yep. down with a book, um, or uh, we'll take out chairs and wife and I just hang out in the backyard together and yeah. not do anything besides like talk, listen mm-hmm. to the birds, right? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> just be, just be, um, yeah. we, we do that. We often lose track of time. We'll be out yeah. there for two or three hours and not even know um, that that time has passed. So, um, those are some uh, kind of more intentional steps for us that, that help produce Sabbath, produce yeah. that's the wrong word but help make oh, sabbath how interesting um yeah. how help make sabbath sabbath for us yeah it's, it's interesting you said that about mowing the lawn so uh, i will either um that will either be the last thing i do before i stop for sabbath or the first thing i do on the back side on the way sabbath. <laughs> yeah because so what i will do is as the sun's going down because i live in alabama and it's ten thousand degrees and a hundred billion percent humidity yeah that's right um i like to mow the grass uh uh, as the sun's going down right Mm -hmm. um and it's better for the environment and everything else but um uh but it's just a much easier 
mow. Uh, so that will oftentimes be the very last thing I do before the sun goes all the way down on Friday, or once the sun has gone down, that will be the first thing I do on Saturday. Um, so for me, mowing the grass and doing yard work doesn't work for Sabbath, right? And so I, I think that's an important uh, uh, thing that, uh, although some religious traditions have very strict that's guidelines right. That's right. as to what Sabbath means, uh, I, I, I don't know if, for me, I don't know if that has to be the case, right? Uh, that that uh, Sabbath can mean different things to different people. However, I will say that most of our tendencies will be to cheat, you know, uh, to cheat on Sabbath and be like, well, I'll, I'll just, I'll just check my email. And I mean, yeah, I'll make it quick. And so the thing I tell people when I'm talking about Sabbath is to say, be a fundamentalist about Sabbath to begin with, uh, be a fundamentalist, uh, be hardcore, make it black and white, read some books and, and go full on hardcore fundamentalist black and white. I will follow the rules to a T start there and then figure out where, where your grace points are in that. Um, several years ago, I was in Jerusalem uh, over in Israel uh, during Sabbath, and it was uh, Friday night, and uh, it was so neat to see how the city really changed. Cool. Yeah. It, w- it was so cool to see how the city changed. Um, it, it wasn't a city that I had experienced uh, a lot of laughter in, before that moment. And it was like when sunset, when the sun went down, you saw just thousands of people, thousands of Jews come out into the streets. They're walking around, they're talking, they're laughing, they're telling stories, they're singing going on, um, they're eating. And it's just, it's just like all of a sudden the, the city just said, oh, it's time to celebrate and to hang out, to have fun. And that was the first moment for me where I went, Oh my goodness! I this is different, yeah, right? Yeah, everything changed. Uh, the whole tenor of the city changed. Um, have Have you experienced something like that? Because that was life changing for me to to experience that. Yeah, I was uh, similarly in in Israel, um, and this is I think 2013, so maybe six years ago or so. Mm-hmm. We were in Tiberias on uh-huh. Friday. Um, okay. And so we were kind of hanging out, and the uh, sun was getting ready to set, and we thought, let's go mm-hmm. walk around. We'd already done our tourist stuff for the day, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so we start uh, going out and kind of walking down to um, Lake Tiberias, Sea of Galilee. Uh, yeah. Some people may know this, right? Um, walking down, and you go through all these, you kind of go through this um, outdoor market mm-hmm. as you go through, right? So like... We're walking through, and people are closing up their shops. They're putting away yeah. their items. They're collecting their stuff, kind of cleaning it up. The streets are already empty. Yeah. Um, there really wasn't anybody out because this this is a market, right? They're like this is where right. this is where they're selling items and that sort of stuff. So we were like, oh my gosh, we have the city of Tiberius to ourselves. This That's is awesome. Right. Uh, but but it was empty. Um, yeah. The only thing we saw were people closing up shops. Now, here's what was crazy. So you get down to the lake, and um, right across the water there, uh, at the end of the market, is a McDonald's. This was the <laughs> eye-opener, right? Like, this was the eye-opener for us. Um, because we're, we're from America. There's a group of 10 of us. We're walking yeah. around Israel. Sabbath, um, culturally, you know, I don't, I don't know what the percentage is, but most people are practicing Sabbath on Friday night. Yeah, yeah. Um, we get down, there's a McDonald's, uh, and lo and behold, McDonald's 
is open for business. Is open. Um, <laughs> and that was the moment we went, oh my gosh, like yeah. Western culture, we have yeah. missed the boat. In fact, we've invaded uh, yeah. at some level, right? Invaded this other this this other country, this other practice, this other tradition. Um, so much so, um, yeah, it was that was that was wild to me. It was wild. I, I, I remember <laughs> I remember thinking, man, I wish I could just be here every Friday night to every um, Saturday night. I wish I could just kind of transport here because culturally. Uh, everybody's doing it. So guess what? Nobody's sending you an email. Nobody's That's expecting right. you That's to respond. Right. So culturally, it's just what you do, yep. right? Yep. Whereas here, it's not what you do, right? It is not what you do. Um, and so again, that's that kind of countercultural resistance thing um, that I think that I think we can lean into. Um, so uh, I've mentioned, I think, on this podcast before that I was in Scandinavia this summer. And uh, spent two weeks there and had an amazing time. One of the reasons why we wanted to go to Scandinavia, though, is because of how they practice rest. I don't think they would call it Sabbath, but how they practice rest and boundaries and um, uh, their pace of life and and just how different it is than ours in America. So one of the things I want to point out, and and Brian's already pointed this out in, in some ways, that Sabbath is not about church. Um, it doesn't just have to be about a religious practice. It's a very practical practice. And so uh, uh, you can look to a lot of cultures in, in Scandinavia. Um, uh, for me, it's it's Denmark and Finland. Um, those are two of the cultures that practice rest uh, incredibly well, incredibly well. Well, it's interesting to me, you know, each, each week uh, we put out a question on social media um, about the topic that we'll be discussing on the podcast. Um, this week was different, wasn't it, Stephen? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. It was really different. Yeah, each each week we uh, we put out a question for you uh, all in the listening audience to engage with us. Uh, with uh, by the way, if you want to do that, uh, you can always follow us on Facebook at This One Good Life or email us info at thisonegoodlife.com. Uh, but yeah, you know, ever since we started the podcast, we've had you know 10, 15, 20 uh, responses. Every single question we put out has just been really, really incredible. This week we had one. <laughs> I, I have my own opinions, but what do you think that says? Uh, well, in regards I, I to think Sabbath, there, I think there could be a couple of things. I, I think one, <laughs> maybe, maybe I didn't put the question out there in the right way. Sure. Yeah. Uh, the, the question I put out on social media this week was, how do you practice Sabbath? That assumes some things, right? That assumes one, that actually, that people actually do practice Sabbath. Um, and, and I think that might've been the first mistake. Sure. Uh, I think maybe the reason why, why we only had one person respond is because the vast majority of us do not practice Sabbath. Well, and that was, that was my, my thought too, is that the lack of responses is really not a, um, really not a lack of engagement from folks, but probably, yeah. um, a lack of, uh, a lack of Sabbath. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. We had tons of likes. Lots of people click the like button. That's right. Uh, but but nobody re- uh, only one person responded to the question and the and the response to the question was one word <laughs> quietly quietly the word was quietly <laughs> which is I great I think that tells us something yeah. though right yeah. that's right um we are we just don't do it yeah. i mean I, I was trying to think of some way to articulate it and some way to kind of talk around it but but the bottom line is we just don't do it mm-hmm. because it's not a it's not our it's not a priority 
in our culture. There's no cultural impetus. And actually, there's way more cultural impetus against practicing Sabbath than there is for practicing Sabbath. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, I sometimes wonder if it's a lack of understanding, if it's a lack of um, kind of practice in or experience in your own life about Sabbath. Um, the, the trick is that through practicing Sabbath, you, you find the benefits of doing it. Um, but it's only through the practice. Do you really begin to receive, um, the benefit of stepping back, um, kind of rebelling against production and consumerism and all that sort Mm -hmm. of stuff. And it doesn't have to be public and it doesn't have to be in a group. You can do it on your own. Certainly easier if your household is engaged, but, um, the, the hard thing is that we don't, we don't really experience the benefits of practicing Sabbath until we've practiced mm-hmm. Sabbath. And that again, is not something we do in our culture. Usually we say, okay, um, that thing will be good for me. I'll do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, yeah. Well, I like the word you said, the, the word is practice, right? Um, you don't do Sabbath, you practice Sabbath. Um, and it, I, I liken it to working out. The first few times you work out, it sucks. <laughs> it always right? sucks. <laughs> because you don't because you come home and you get on the scale and you're like, oh, I didn't lose any weight. And yeah. then the next day you didn't lose any weight. Oh, and not only did I not lose weight, but now I'm sore and I hurt and I hate this so much. <laughs> right? Practicing Sabbath is, I think, the same thing. It uh, Rob Bell talks about uh, on his podcast when he and his wife Kristen started to practice Sabbath, and he said, "Man, we didn't realize how addicted we were to doing, um, and we got itchy uh, when we tried to practice Sabbath. And not only did we get itchy, uh, he talked about how grumpy they got and uh, how yeah. Yeah. Uh, how they started to have withdrawal symptoms from doing, uh, yeah. from their devices, from so you know, from all these different things." Uh, y- Here's the first warning about Sabbath. You have to practice. You're not going to get it right the first, second, third, fifth time. you got to keep practicing it. And you will have withdrawal symptoms. Mm-hmm. Anytime, you're, anytime you're addicted to something, and by the way, every person listening to this podcast is addicted to doing, including your two podcast hosts. Mm-hmm. We are all addicted to doing. And anytime we... With any time we pull away and stop something that we're addicted to, we will have withdrawal symptoms. Um, and I love how Rob Bell said, he said, we were just grumpy. <laughs> That's it. That's uh, totally it. Yeah. Because we, we're, we're trained to believe that if we're not doing something, that we're wasting our time. Um, and that's so sad. Uh, it, it's, just, it's just sad. It's a sad reality. Uh, in, in my blog this week, I, I talk about, about that very thing. And uh, I, I sort of show the, the uh, systemic progression that not only we do ourselves, but we teach our children that, that their value comes from what they do uh, and how, how we're killing our children by doing that. That's really interesting. I, I took a different approach to the blog, and uh, we, don't, we don't necessarily read each other's blogs before we come together to chat That's right. or even yeah. to share what we're, uh, we're writing about. Um, so it'd be interesting. Uh, I, I think if folks read yours first and then uh, jump over to mine, that there'll be a nice little, uh, nice little uh, curve into Sabbath for folks. Uh, nice. Yeah, yeah, that's really interesting. 
Yeah, and just so y'all know, Brian and I, we, we, we don't go through and talk about all the things we're going to talk about. We don't read each other's blogs before the, the, uh, <laughs> before the podcast. Uh, I always read his afterwards. Uh, I don't know if he reads mine or not, but I always read his afterwards. Um, but, but yeah, everything you get on the podcast is, uh, yeah, it's, it's just true conversation. So I'm going to leave uh, that a mystery, Stephen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that hurts. That hurts. Um, so, you know, uh, so thank you, Scott. Scott's the guy who, uh, who responded to us uh, this week uh, on Sabbath. If you listen to this podcast or go in and read the, uh, the blogs this week, uh, I would love for, for you to interact with us uh, on, on social media in, in some way or another. Maybe it's even back on that uh, Sabbath um, social media post. And uh, maybe, maybe uh, help us understand a better way we could have asked that question. Mm. Or maybe just go in and answer your own question. Uh, about Sabbath, uh, uh, go in and engage us that way, uh, because uh, I, I really do want to hear from folks. Is it is it that you're not practicing Sabbath? Is it that you don't know how? Is it that you're not religious and it feels like a, a religious idea? And so, great um, feedback. yeah, I'd I'd love to hear that from you, and, and and maybe we can get in some good social media discussion uh, about Sabbath. Well, uh, finally this week uh, we. Uh, Want to dive into some of mine and Bryant's uh, recommendations for you all? Yeah, this is a time where we share some of the good stuff we're discovering in our lives um, that will hopefully add beauty and goodness to yours. Um, I've I've actually got two recommendations uh, for folks, Stephen. Um, the first is a book. Uh, probably no surprise that one of us is going to recommend a book. Or both. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> um, but a, a book written by Walter Brueggemann, and there's a couple extra consonants in that last name there. Um, <laughs> it's titled Sabbath as Resistance. Um, and uh, it will take a deep dive into this whole idea of Sabbath being, um, yeah. being a rebellion against culture. Um, certainly would recommend that. It's huge. It's hard. It's difficult. Um, it's not a difficult book to understand. It's a difficult book to read and put yourself into. Yeah. Um, it will be challenging if you, if you take that on. Um, my other recommendation, um, seriously, is uh, for everybody to take a break um, this next week. Um, take a break from your devices. Take a break mm-hmm. from work. Take a break from producing. Take a break from stress and pressure. Take a break from being burned out. Take a break from being um, constantly accessible. Um, so that's yeah. my other recommendation. It's something we do. It's certainly delightful and brings joy and goodness uh, to my life. Um, yeah. So if nothing else, uh, gosh, turn the podcast off and walk away. Like, do <laughs> that's right. Like, <laughs> yeah, give yourself permission to just not do. Yeah. Um, uh, I, sometimes it comes across as cheesy. I, I, I like that phrase. Uh, we're not human doings, we're human beings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I really do like that. Just just be. Find a place. And you can't, uh, I'm going to take the back, don't find a place. Make a place to just yeah. be yeah. at some point. Because it, 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 the word we're going to keep going back to over and over again on this podcast is intentionality. Um, you, you, you've got to be intentional. Brian talked about you got to work beforehand to set out to carve out that space to just be. Uh, you got it. You got to prep uh, before 
Sabbath so that you can truly rest. You got to turn the things off. You got to be intentional. So uh, this week, uh, would love for you to, to do that and uh, let us know how it works. Uh, let us know the, the, the good uh, that came from it and let us know uh, how, um, uh, let us know about all of your withdrawal symptoms um, <laughs> because uh, we all have them. I think for my recommendation this week, um, Sabbath is Resistance was going to be one of mine, uh, uh, and then uh, uh, Brian got to it first. Uh, it's an amazing book, 90 pages of pure glory, especially if you're wanting to dig into sort of that idea of the gods of Egypt uh, versus the gods, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the God of Israel. Uh, for me, uh, the other book is by Abraham Joshua Heschel uh, called The Sabbath. Uh, Brueggemann actually references him uh, several times in Sabbath is Resistance. Uh, the Sabbath by Heschel uh, is a is a Jewish take. Uh, Brueggemann is not Jewish. He's uh, he, he's uh, American um, uh, Protestant, uh, but but Heschel is a Jew uh, and talks about the origins, the root, the practice of Sabbath. And there are just so many uh, little golden nuggets. Uh, in that book. It's one of those books that you will just mark up That's and right. highlight uh, all the way through, constantly, constantly. And it will challenge you and inspire you all at the same time. Well, that just about does it for this week's show. Um, we're so grateful that you have chosen to join us for this podcast. Yeah, and as we close this week, uh, remember the words of William Yates. This world is full of magical things, patiently waiting for our senses to grow sharper. See you next week.